What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we will be talking about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Wonderlands. <laughs> Developed by Gearbox Studio, published by 2K Games. Now you're going to get me singing Tenacious D. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, it's not a huge secret that I'm kind of, as I think we've talked about it before, um, but I'm like, I have a hit or miss with Borderlands. I try playing it. I can play for a little bit, but I don't really enjoy playing it by myself. And nine times out of 10, if I try to play it with people that I know, a lot of times they just like will give me good weapons and stuff, which takes away a lot of the grinding aspect of it. Yeah. And, and after playing part of this, I realize what my biggest problem is and that I just, I don't have the same sense of humor as these guys. Like the jokes in these games, I, I don't laugh a lot. Okay. And that I know is a big thing. My uncle loves these games. He still to this day will send me texts that are like, I, I, have you, have you figured out that Borderlands 2 is the greatest game ever created? And like stuff like that. And I'm like, I just, I, they don't hit as hard I don't enjoy the story as much. Like I said, the humor doesn't really do much for me. Yeah. And I just, I have a hard time enjoying them. So I was not excited for T Tiny Tina's Wonderlands when it came out and when it was announced. But I know people who were like, were losing their mind because it encompasses Borderlands and Dungeons and Dragons. And I run in nerdy circles. Well, and I think the big part of it is in uh, Borderlands 2, there's a DLC mm. where you play it, right? So, like, I actually do like Borderlands. I I, I got exposed to it because when it, the first Borderlands came out, I was just kind of like, whatever. Right. It's another FPS. Fuck this. <laughs> and uh, my buddy was like, no, dude, you got to play it. Like, the storyline's good on it, and it's funny, and you're, you'll like the game. You got to play it. So I jumped in, and I was playing it single player, right? Mm -hmm. And I preferred most games single player, in all honesty. Me too. Um. But, like, I'm playing through it, and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of funny. Like, it is a little bit of my sense of humor, but not much. But the big thing that drew me into the Borderlands franchise was the storyline. Mm -hmm. And, like, in the first one, it's literally all about just this group of four vault hunters, and you're supposed to, like, team up with three other people. And, you know, you could be duplicates of people, but you're supposed to be, like, one of everybody and, you know, kind of like your own little D&D &D party. Yeah. Right? And uh, you you're in search of this long lost vault that you heard about from your childhood. Well, you get it, you open it. It's not what you expected, you know, good stuff like that. Right. And then it rolls into the second one, which you basically find out like, Hey, huge corporations. Now, like we want all your money. <laughs> uh? And basically wages war on the planet that you're on. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, during that, because in the second game, you actually play four different characters. But you encounter the four characters from the first game. And that's where you first come across Tiny Tina, right? Mm -hmm. Who is like a 12-year-old psychopath. Yes. And she is fucking hysterical. To me, I think she is just hilarious. Because she's lost her goddamn mind. Now, mm -hmm. you're, you're basically talking about a 12-year-old girl who's had to raise herself, fight off insane psychopath bandits, mm -hmm. right? crazy people who want to like kidnap and rape her and shit like that and like her psyche's broke like just broke well then she meets 
this guy who actually like protects her and kind of takes care of her and kind of becomes like a father figure for her named Roland. Mm. He's one of the characters from the first game. Well, spoilers, Roland dies mm. um, during the events of the second game. So after the, the storyline of the second game, they started coming out with DLCs, right? And all cool. Great. One of the DLCs was Assault on Dragon's Keep. And basically, it starts off with Tiny Tina behind a DM screen. And she's, like, yelling at him about, like, roll your characters. And they, like, they create their characters and everything. And they're like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we playing this game? This is so stupid. Right? Mm -hmm. And one of the other characters is like, shut up. She needs it. And you basically find out, like, she's using that D&D game to get over the death of Roland. Like, to process and get over the death of Roland. Yeah. So not only is, like, the storyline of the campaign actually pretty good, but then you have, like, this emotional depth to it where I'm like, holy shit, right? Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of fun in that DLC. And when they were like, we're going to basically take that DLC and make an entire fucking game out of it. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> I fucking love that because the DLC was so much fun mm -hmm. and you added more to the lore of the world through this other storytelling. That's awesome. I love it. I want more of that. So I was pretty excited about it. Um, Was I like on the edge of my seat? No. No, if if it came out and I didn't pick it up for two months, would I have been devastated? No, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, but I was excited for it. I just don't live and breathe Borderlands <laughs> anymore because, again, at, at the end of the day, it's a looter shooter. It was actually one of the games that invented looter shooters, you know, mm. but that's what it is. It's all about just killing the same things over and over again, upping the difficulty to try and get more better loot. Yeah. I don't grind like that necessarily on games. I want to play it for the storyline factor. And if you're not going to add any more to the storyline to get me to get better loot or whatever, then I'm not like, I have a hard time just going through and replaying a game like that mm. because there's, there's no change. It's always it, like they call themselves an RPG, but to me, one of the basis of an RPG is the ability of choice. Mm. And outside of choosing to complete this quest or not, there really is no choice. Yeah. So I I find those to hard to be like, yeah, that's an RPG. Well, it's an RPG because there's a skill tree that you can progress through. That's another aspect. To me, there's a lot of aspects to an RPG, but the ability to make a choice and have those choices affect the world. Mm. That's an RPG. Like without that, that is a key element. Otherwise, I'm in a stagnant storyline where all I'm doing is customization of character building. Right. Which are in a lot of games that aren't classified as RPGs. Mm -hmm. So if that's what you're telling me, is like, you know what I mean? Well, it's, yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. The line, you know, between genres is blurring because it's no longer RPGs used to be like JRPGs. Yes. You know, like that was it. Then all of a sudden it was like, oh, here comes, you know, here comes Destiny, which is a first person shooter. But because you can level up and kind of customize your character, now it's an RPG because it's got RPG elements. 
yeah, we're getting haunted. Yep. <laughs> I saw. We, we have a haunting in the studio. Our lights are flickering a little bit. That's all. Um, um, as he throws up air quotes for RPG, the light did not like it. It did not like <laughs> it at all. No. But uh, but, but I, I get what you're saying. It's just it's one of those little aspects that kind of bugs me. Well, yes. You know? Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm back in the day where we had nine planets and Pluto was a planet. And so back in the old days, RPGs pretty much just meant like roll a dice yeah either you roll a dice or it's like this long in-depth story that you are leveling up your character and as your character is leveling up you're getting stronger you know doom is not an rpg but even in leveling systems right or like i should say even in jrpgs i go and i have a conversation with somebody and i get a choice of answers Mm -hmm. right and in the like depending on what i choose changes the way that character treats me mm. changes certain events sometimes not always but sometimes right mm-hmm. um in borderlands i may get a choice of answer but it it doesn't affect things on a greater scale yeah right like one of my favorite rpgs of all time is tales of symphonia right and it, there's this funny part in it where you end up teaming up with this mercenary. And as you travel throughout the world and progress through the game, you can have these interactions with this mercenary. Right. Mm-hmm. And the game put in a nice little little quirk. Right. Like where there's a point in the story where you lose one of your characters and you find out that that mercenary isn't just some rando mercenary. He's actually the main character's father. Mm hmm. Right. And if you had all of those interactions with him throughout the rest of the game, when the one character leaves, he takes her place. Mm. He fills in that kind of role that she was and he stays in the party. But if you don't have those interactions with him or like you, you ignore one of the interactions with him, that's one of the key interactions. It doesn't happen. He goes with her. Because he feels like you two aren't close. And that's what we're... To me, I'm like, that's an RPG. Yeah. Because decisions that I made affected something that could have changed later on down the road. In Borderlands, I can tell you I love you or I hate you. But either way, at the end of the conversation, there's a 50-50 chance I'm going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? It The dialogue doesn't really change the the later on down the road mm. or what happens in that moment most of the time even when you try to reason with somebody in it they're just like fuck you yeah. and they start shooting at you and you're like okay well now i have to kill this guy like everybody else right so like that's where i'm like it's not an rpg in that sense of it my choices don't matter mm. you know mass effect we talked about mass effect in that yes. regard right yes first two games were great because my choices mattered the third one i absolutely destroyed the entire franchise because you took a good rpg franchise and destroyed it by no longer making my choice matter mm. all of my choices yeah through three games <laughs> like and so like i'm big on that that's one of my big pet peeves with these type of games but with that being said, I still like the Borderland franchise because the storytelling's good and it's a little funny. Like I have that kind of sense of humor, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I was 
I was in it from the first game when you come upon the first boss and it's like Jack Nine Toes, mm. but he has three balls. <laughs> I giggled. Mm -hmm. Like, that was funny to me. I know that you sit here and roll your eyes, but like that's my sense of humor. Well, and this and is, there's a good there's a good chunk of the population that has that sense of humor. And that's fine. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not I'm not saying that these games aren't funny. What I'm saying, you know what it reminds me of? What? It reminds me of the first time I ever watched the first Lego movie. Right, the first Lego movie starts, and it starts off with that "Everything Is Awesome", awesome song, song. Right, yeah. and. I'm watching this movie being like, okay, cool. This is a good energetic, energetic way to get us started. Yeah. And I'm like, and eventually it'll come down. We're going to dial it from 11 to three, and then we're going to get into the story. It never lets up. And that's how I feel Borderlands is. It starts at 11 with its over the top, crazy, wacky humor, and it never lets up. And it's just exhausting for me. But again, okay. for me, I, yeah, yeah. I, I take nothing away from the fact that people like you and my uncle and the millions of people who buy oh, yeah, it and yeah. play it. I know you don't. I yeah. know you don't. I'm just giving you crap about that because <laughs> like, it isn't for everybody. I've had other friends where I'm like, have you played Borderlands? And they're like, fuck no, dude. Fuck. No. Hard pass. Hard pass. And then we have a mutual friend who plays it with his significant other. Mm -hmm. And they love it. And they love playing it together. And that's part of the enjoyment for them. Not just the sense of humor or the storyline or anything. It's the fact that they can sit on a couch and play it together. Yeah. Because though I feel like those type of games are becoming more and more. Right? That Like they're coming back. Yeah. The couch co-ops are coming back. And I like that. At the time of the first Borderlands, we did not have that. Mm. Those were going away hardcore it was hard to find couch co-ops right so like i can i can get where some of these people got into it but with that like tiny tina's wonderlands i was like i get to play D D in borderlands that sounds cool to me mm -hmm. i'm excited about it but it wasn't uh shut up and take my money yeah you know <laughs> uh -huh. like it was okay when i get to it i'll get to it you know, yeah, but that that's where I was when it came out. Just yeah. just because there were other games, kind of, <laughs> that I was a little bit more intrigued by. Yeah, but I did I did play it. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hit a spoiler warning, and then why don't you go ahead and give them the plot? Boop. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. That worked. <laughs> so yeah so basically in the game you start off and it, it, it's basically tiny tina is your dm right mm -hmm. you are playing with two other sorry uh characters name uh who are valentine valentine no. valentine I can't remember. His name sounds weird to me the way they pronounce it. But and then uh, Frida. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you're just kind of playing through this whole little thing and you're supposed to be defeating the Dragon Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. And you get to the Dragon Lord and he like becomes self-aware. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, sure. Why not? And he like. You defeat him and he gets pissed because you defeated him. 
and he always loses and this is bullshit, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so like you're celebrating and everything and they're like, okay, well let's play again. And so you start a new campaign. Yeah. Right. And this time the dragon Lord's like, fuck you guys. I'm not going to just go down so easy. Right. Yeah. So you create your character. There's the character customization we'll get into, but you create your character, you jump into the world and you play what they refer to as the newbie. (laughs) Right. Um, And then you basically go into this world that, Tina's created and your whole goal is to make it to bright hoof mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, and in doing so you basically like find out you're the fate maker. Yeah. What? That's crazy. And so then you just, it's, it's literally just kind of like a D and D campaign, right? You get a series of quests that keep pushing you further and further and further because you're trying to make it to the dragon Lord who killed uh, Princess Butt Stallion, mm-hmm. which I, I will be honest, that was pretty devastating for me. That like, I, that was on that was unforeseen. I did not expect that. I did not expect that. Um, and you you meet other little characters along the way, little side characters and everything, and they throw in their style of sense of humor, mm-hmm. right? But your whole goal is to make it back to the Dragon Lord who has. stolen the sword of souls which was the sword that you get from him in that like first little intro campaign and um he decapitates queen butt stallion with it queen yeah she's not a princess she's a queen yeah queen 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 butt stallion with it and he flees to his um like keep right type deal and so, like, the rest of the game is just you going through dungeons and stuff like that to trigger certain events to get to his keep, right? Yeah. Um. Now, like, once you do, right, you, like, throughout the game, he's kind of talking to your player because he knows he's self-aware and that this is just a tabletop RPG. Mm-hmm. But there are things that he does that even Tina's kind of like, wait, but <laughs> wait, that wasn't supposed to happen. So it's kind of like a neat little twist in there of like he controls certain aspects of the game. Yeah. And even though Tina's like the DM, she doesn't have full control of the realm and everything like that. So you've got kind of like these opposing forces trying to vie for control over the events that are happening to you. It was interesting. Um, but like, so you like encounter him, you fight him and he swears like vengeance on Tina, right? Mm -hmm. For Tina constantly making him lose. Um, and like, God, what is the place called? Fear, fear mid fear. Like it's literally like a pyramid, but it's, it's his temple and it's, it's, (laughs) Yeah, I think it's called a pyramid. And um you have to like enter it and defeat him again. And that's when like you as the player encourage Tina, Valentine and Frida to use the sword of souls improperly. Mm-hmm. Right? And you revive Queen Butt Stallion. <laughs> 
and neutralize the dragon lord instead of killing him right Mm -hmm. and you end up like sending him sentencing him to like 200 years of imprisonment and you become a knighted uh you know like a knight of of bright hoof (laughs) and everything like that and then it actually opens up another part of the game right the end game stuff the end game stuff um which not only allows a bunch of other abilities but also gives you access to an infinite dungeon mode um that's actually just run by the dragon lord (laughs) um and like that's basically the game like it's not an in-depth storyline here it's just the the type of quests that you take on are kind of funny and the areas that you visit and the the silly little things that you do to try and get there are interesting but overall at the end of the day in all honesty it's a borderlands game yeah so one but like the first thing that comes off is like there's like two different modes because there's first person mode where you're walking around town or you're running around in dungeons and fields or wherever the or location wherever. is yeah. yeah but then there's a secondary mode that's like the map mode. the map mode where it's like a it's like an isometric view mm-hmm. where it looks like you're running around on like almost like a game mat yes you know and in that mode you look like a bobblehead yeah <laughs> and you can you can have random encounters you can stop the random encounters if you punch them. Yep. Um, and there's also like other little hidden things like D20s or gold D20s or something like that that are on the map. Mm-hmm. There's doors that are locked. There's, there's Cheetos. Rooms. Cheetos are laying in your way. Cheetos <laughs> are laying in your way. Um, like little sticky notes are pinned to mountainsides with little notes written on them yeah. of what's supposed to happen there. And like, I actually thought that was kind of funny of like, we're going to take you out of this like serious gameplay for a minute and let you run around the map. Yeah. So that you can kind of see like, this is what D and D is like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't get me wrong. Right. I mean, everything else I say about it, the idea of it, like the way that they executed it, I really thought was, was, was yeah. smart. Yeah. You know, cause it, oh, I have my problems with it too. Cause like, it does mix both of those things of the first person borderlands experience with the tabletop experience that you would get in D and D, but taking it to that next level by having, having some of those silly things that you would expect quote unquote from a stereotypical D and D thing. Yeah. You know, like you're not, you play D and D in real life. You're not a, you're not going down into first person. Mode, exactly. You know? Like, yeah, you're not, you're not warping into your little character with a fucking assault rifle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is kind of cool in that sense of like, it made the map to me at least, feel huge because they sectioned off these other areas and all of those areas weren't like small Mm -mm. some of them are actually very vast um and just running through it and everything like that and it was like holy shit Mm -hmm. this is massive as far as like world building goes yeah it's massive um but like i don't know i Let's talk about character building. Let's start start with that, right? So right. you have a list of like classes that you can be, and all of them are silly little puns and and kind of things of like 
different classes that are there. I'm seeing if I can actually find the name of all the, the classes. Because, like, I played a, um, like, basically, like, a dragon warden. So, I had, like, a little little dragon companion mm-hmm. that flew around with me. And eventually, you do get the ability to have, like, two classes. You can multi-class. Yay, multi-classing. Multi-classing. <laughs> um, but that comes, of course, at a certain level progression, mm-hmm. right? But, like, you start off with create your character. The character customization in this game is ridiculous. Oh, it was crazy. And on top of it, what you originally customized your character as the first playthrough is a tenth of what Mm -hmm. is actually available to you. Because as you progress through the game, you find more customization stuff that you can do to your character. Mm -hmm. And it's all cosmetic. Yeah. It's all cosmetic. But it's just insane the level of character creation that you can put on it yeah i mean you can change like the fabric of your clothing and stuff like mm-hmm. that i mean like that's how that's how in depth it gets yeah and well the patterns that are on them mm-hmm. the colors for those patterns and then you can get really serious in your character creation and make somebody who looks good because you actually have portion control over limbs and all that other stuff or you can make them look like absolute abominations (laughs) yeah it is ridiculous in the level of character creation that Mm. you have in it and then you go from that to choosing your class which they boil down to basic your basic classes like rangers spell you know spells blah blah blah, spell casters like wizards sorcerers warlocks Mm. um bards there's a barbarian, there's a fighter, there's a paladin, and there's a rogue class, right? And they all have like silly little names that I can't even I can't even remember. Yeah. All I know is that I had a little mushroom following me around cuz most of the classes get some sort of little companion. No, I I wouldn't say that. There's only two. There's is the it? mushroom and there's the dragon. I thought there was another one. No, there's the there mushroom was... and there's a dragon. Hmm. Or at least in, at the beginning. Yeah. Maybe as you progress your character, you might. But really, there's a mushroom and there's a dragon. Mm. And it was weird because like I was like, oh, Dragon Warden. Maybe this is like Mordecai. Mm. Which Mordecai is kind of like the the ranger class from the first game. Mm. The very first Borderlands. And he has a, a pet bird. Yeah. And I was like, I want that. Because I like to be further back and like snipe things. Right. Right. I didn't pay much attention <laughs> to uh, <laughs> the special skills that are said with that class because you basically get a war hammer mm. and it's like Thor's hammer and you can throw it and it'll come back to you or you can throw it into the ground at one spot and there's like a, a perimeter around it that's all like electrified and any creatures that walk into it get hurt or... You can change it from that kind of a hammer to a hammer that you just swing and hit on the ground in front of you, and it damages everybody in front of you. That's cool. So I felt like it was way more melee for my character combat Mm -hmm. than ranged, which is what I wanted. Yeah. You know? And I was like, well, that was dumb. (laughs) But I really want the dragon. (laughs) So... I'm sticking with it. Yeah, that's why I picked that class that I did because I, it, it it was something along the lines of, like I got the impression 
um, of that it was like, like it was the it was arranged class yeah sort of setup it was, was it it's what i felt like it was okay you know i felt like the mushrooms like a little tank guy that runs out there for you and yeah aggro mm-hmm. yeah because that's what i because i'm i'm kind of the same way like i'm a i'm a full-on give me give me an assault rifle and a sniper rifle like those are my two main things yeah and like let me just hang out and pick people off while something else grabs all the attention yeah well and that like so you choose that and then you enter into the world, mm-hmm. right? And then let's start talking about some of the world aspects. <laughs> so big problem that I had right off the bat is like, this has always been a game that has prompted or promoted like how much loot you get yeah. and the variety of loot you get. Getting a fucking sniper rifle in this game. I don't know. It, it, it took me like fucking... 20 levels i was gonna say i don't know what you're talking about i had a sniper rifle almost from the very beginning and maybe that's because it was customized to your class it was dropping loot that's like hey this is more towards your class for me and for you it was like hey this is more towards your class for you maybe but because i got a shit ton of smgs oh yeah (coughs) a shit ton yeah of smgs all, all i was getting was pistols smgs and sniper rifles and then i would sometimes get a shotgun and it took me probably a good seven levels before i got an assault, an assault r- rifle an assault rifle i god i can't even remember when i got an assault rifle but it was a long long time i mainly got smgs melee weapons oh yeah i forgot all the melee weapons oh too. my god yeah. the melee weapons pretty much i got everything but assault rifles yeah. and, and like not even just finding buying right because it's borderlands they have the vending machines yep. and these ones are cool because they've got the D twist on it yeah but yeah like even going to the vending machines either they wouldn't have an assault rifle or the assault rifle that they had was like seven levels lower than what i was doing no and but that was the thing like the vending machines were not good for me. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I would go to the vending machines, and especially in like the early game with the other games, vending machines were my lifeblood because yeah. that is how I would always push the system to give me better loot, right? Mm-hmm. I would buy an item from a vending machine that was better than what I currently had. And then inevitably I always felt like, and this may not actually be how this mechanic works, but that's how it felt to me is shortly after I would buy that item, like a shield. Mm-hmm it would drop a better shield. And I'd be like, fuck, I've been hunting for a better shield for 20, 30, 40 minutes. I buy one from a vending machine. I get one in two minutes afterwards. So I started doing that Mm. a lot more. In this game, that never worked for me. No. Never once worked for me. Um, And then, like, they do have a lot of, like, the classic Borderlands stuff, Mm. right? And stuff that they've introduced in new games. So there are the vending machines. You have your character customization thing where you can go back into it and recustomize your character. You have your stash. Yep. You have um, the blacksmith, mm-hmm. which you can go to and up all of the ammo. Yeah, the carrying, that you can hold carrying capacity for like carrying capacities for everything. Your banks, your 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 inventory, your ammo, your grenades, the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. right? You can up all of that carrying capacity. Um, God, what? It's all the typical Borderlands stuff. They put a and d twist on it, but it, it's all there, the yeah. typical Borderlands stuff, which I did like, though. I did like the fact that it was... Familiar. 
yes, with a D and D twist. Mm-hmm. You know, the the comparison the comparison that I have is going from like Dark Souls two to Elden Ring. Yeah, you know, or Dark Souls to Bloodborne. Like you know what everything is. It just looks and is maybe called something a little different. Instead of bonfires, you know, it's it's lanterns. Yeah, you know, and then instead of but bol- the purpose is the same, right? And then instead of blood echoes, you know, it's the the flasks like it does the same thing it's just called something different same thing like the vending machines are there all the borderlands games have vending machines to my knowledge yep and they they look like the vending machines but instead of shields it says spells or whatever yeah kind of a thing yeah hexes yeah um which I like. I actually liked that aspect. Oh, I came across this super awesome spell that basically was just like, and I, this is this is me being me. I just called it my "fuck you" button because basically it was like activate this spell to immediately do two thousand damage to an enemy. Like that was all that it did, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this guy's really tough. Fuck, Fuck you, button. You. Boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had you see, and that's. I had a problem because I always had a rough time of getting like spells like that, mm-hmm. right? Like I would find spells that I liked and then I'd end up holding on to it forever because yeah. all the spells that I found that were better weren't spells that I liked. Mm. And it would take me to forever to find that spell again, just stronger. Yeah. I know exactly you know, like what you mean. Yeah. The next level of it. And it frustrated me of like, this is not, this doesn't make me feel like a looter shooter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I had a really hard time with that. I did because I was just kind of like, eh, I felt like melee combat in this, at least for Ugh. my character was way more prominent than anything, like anything else. I was it. I, I was better off running into these guys and just hacking away at them yeah. than I was standing back and shooting them. I would go through them a lot faster with my melee weapons. Mm. And again, it could have been the character, the class that I chose, but I'm just like, this is not what I wanted yeah. out of this. <laughs> like I'm wasting six clips on three skeletons of my SMG mm. or I can run up to them and hit them each twice with my sword Yeah, and they die. Like, yeah, I, I felt the same thing. Like I felt like I was doing a lot more meleeing than I was meant to uh, for the same reason. I didn't know if it's because my guns weren't strong enough or if it's just the way that the game is designed, but like, well, and I, I think it is like, I got, kind of I got like an emphasis on it. Yeah. Like more times than I thought I would, I, I would just get surrounded. And you're just fucking hacking away to try and get out of it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And I I don't know if that's because in any other previous game, that is not the case. You do not feel that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you are not a um, melee type person in the other games. Where this one, I think it, it did. They did try to put a little bit more emphasis on melee combat. Yeah. I just didn't like it. I just... I. I, I want to shoot him in the face. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all I want to do. Now, I do like some of the worlds. Like, I, I, I know you didn't complete the game. Right. Right. Like, it, you just got to a point where you're like, yeah, no, this this just isn't for me. Yeah. When they launch a, when they launch a missile and it blows up the ocean, I kind of was like, I'm out. I'm out. Like, this is too ridiculous for me. Yeah. You know. And then there's a couple of other things that are like that in this game. Right. But I like. I liked and hated those things. Mm. It was, it, it was, it's a weird, like 
it's funny. It's humorous. I like that it allowed me to advance, right? And yeah. it gave me more things to do. I hated how fucking silly it was. Like, I feel like they could have just done it a little bit better, right? Like, so there's there's a lot of things in it where she... I say she because, you know, it's Tiny Tina's world. Right. She took inspiration from other things, mm -hmm. right? So I can't remember what, what part of the map it's in. But you go in it and you basically play through the entire storyline of Smurfs. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, like, they're, they're green, you know, so they're not blue. And the ones that are blue are evil. Okay. That have been tainted by not Gilgamesh, you know, but like whatever their knockoff of Gilgamesh is, mm. right? That's trying to capture the not Smurfs. <laughs> and so then he creates a female not Smurf to try and entice them. But what basically happens is that they get sexually frustrated so they turn into these blue ones and kind of go all savage mm. and start like trying to kill everything so you end up killing like killing the entire smurf village and the female smurf is just like well maybe if i gave him some and you're you're just like what the fuck this is this is humor right this is humor this is humor this is humor and i, I like it was funny, like, because it was just the, I'm playing through the storyline of the Smurfs. Mm. It's the entire storyline of the Smurfs. They came up with other names, but it's the entire fucking storyline of the Smurfs here. Like, and I'm, I'm wondering, I'm like, no new generation is going to get this. Mm. They are not going to get this reference. Yeah. Because there's not like. Like I, I, I can't even remember how long ago that that Smurf movie came out with Katy Perry, but like that had nothing to do with this original storyline of the Smurfs, right? You know, and so even then, like they might identify that, like, oh, this is supposed to be a Smurf, but they're not gonna know that. Hey, back in the eighties, this was the cartoon. Oh yeah, you had a creepy old man who was trying to capture these little motherfuckers, so, so he can. like created a female version to entice them to go with her so that he could capture them yeah and instead they free her and in this it just takes that darker turn of like <laughs> nope they just become sexually frustrated <laughs> right yeah <clears throat> and i'm like that's cool i like it nice little throwback but this is weird as fuck yes um, there's another one where you're like, it's like King Arthur type deal, mm. you know, and you, you got to deal with somebody who's like Merlin, who's like an undead lich who's doing their thing. Okay. King Arthur and his whole entire court are, are reanimated skeletons and they're trying to do their own thing. And you're, you're gathering all this gear and it's all the gear of like King Arthur, his shield, his sword, his crown. My and bow, stuff my like axe. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because it's like a little King Arthur story thing. And then after you blow up the ocean, you come upon this little seed. And it's like, hey, feed me. So you feed it. And then it makes some kind of like comment where you're like, this, that's a little evil. 
And it's like, well, why don't I go with you? And you're like, okay. So you pick it up and you put it in your pocket. And you keep traveling around the world map. You find a little patch of land. And the seed's like, plant me here. Okay. So you plant it. And it sprouts a ginormous beanstalk that destroys an entire town. <laughs> and you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> fuck that up. <laughs> okay. Let's try to go save the town. And so you climb up the beanstalk and you, like, meet Fairy Brick. Okay. Yeah. And he he's a pixie. And so he, like guide you through this beanstalk town as you're trying to help the villagers from all these beanstalk monsters that have popped up now that's destroying the town and uh, leads you to the giant that you kill. So like, again, it's, it's all Jack and the beanstalk, mm -hmm. right? And like, there's a bunch of it like this. Like there's a, a, an underground cave that's very reminiscent of little mermaid. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, and there's all just these little, little things throughout the world as you kind of progress through them that I'm like, Okay, there's uh, one land where you go up and it's like this frozen mountaintop, mm -hmm. right? And uh, it it's a weird twist on Frozen. Okay. And they do utter the line, just let it go. God, of course. Yeah. But I'm like, the puns are a plenty. <laughs> And 90% of them are just the, oh. there's a couple of like, ah, oh, that's funny. But most of them are, oh, God, no. And that's where, like, I think this game, it felt forced. Mm -hmm. Where the other Borderlands were a little bit more organic mm -hmm. in their humor. This felt very, very forced yeah i just in its humor and i just did not like that and i i felt like it, around every corner it was like here is a joke laugh yeah and i'm like okay but if i don't think it's funny or what if I do i do that yeah if i don't think it's as funny as you want me to think it as like it's as funny as it is like like there's like I, I i honestly i felt like a lot of times that i'm like i have to wait for the 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 laugh track to stop before i can continue you know and it goes to what you're saying is that yeah it it, it doesn't feel natural it doesn't feel or that organic it mm -hmm. does feel very scripted well and it just we know this joke isn't going to land with everybody. So don't worry. We followed up with this other type of joke that may hit the people that it didn't hit the first time, but may, may not hit everybody. So then we follow it up with this third type of joke. Mm. And if we still didn't get you to laugh, fuck it. Just kill him anyways. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like they start at 11 and they never really come down. And after a while, it's like, I'm just desensitized to it. Yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong. Right. I mean, it's obviously a great voice cast. Right. Valentine is Andy Samberg, who's mm. hysterical. Um, Frida is Wanda Sykes, who's great. The 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 bad guy is Will Arnett. Speaking of Lego, right? <laughs> um, and then of course, you know, Tiny Tina's. Um, I don't remember her name right now, but again, right? Same. She plays. She does the voice work for Aloy, and yeah, and you know, Horizon and everything like that. Yeah, phenomenal job. Like, yeah. no, no, the voice actors are incredible. It's the writing. And, like, that's the other part. Like, I'm just like, you gave me a typical D&D &D story. You tried to throw in this little twist of the bad guy, the villain, being self-aware. But it's not compelling. 
Like, that's where I'm having the problem is it, it wasn't, I didn't sit there and I go, well, I have to get to the next part. Yeah. Like I play D and D you play D and D a good DM when he goes, all right, that's it for the night. You kind of go, no, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. We still have things to do, you know, mm-hmm. like you're, you're excited about getting together again and, and continuing the story because you want to go to that next step. I didn't give a fuck. And, and part of why I quit when I did was because I was actually looking forward. I was like, cool, we're going to get a boat sequence. This is going to be Zelda wind waker. Like we're going to change up the mechanic. I'm not going to be running around the world. Now I'm going to be sailing. What is that going to open up? Can I go to different islands and do explore we get to those? Do, do we get to ship to ship combat? Yeah. That what I thought was going to be really cool if they did that. And, I, I kind of had the same thought. And, and then they nuke it and it's like, okay, start walking again. And I'm like, all right, I understand that walking is a part of D and D, but you got to break it up sometimes like well and it's just uh this would have been a good time for you to do something different yeah to stretch your legs a little bit yeah huh. like uh-huh. we walked all around to get here now let's try a different mode i mean you you of all people know and when you play D, at some point you need an airship right like and that's a blanket statement you need a mode of transportation yeah. you need to make the world seem bigger you cannot and i'm gonna phrase that you should not make everybody walk everywhere this is forever right this is forever. not token lord of the rings where we're just gonna be walking miles like no. Taking like, the great eagles, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like you got to switch it up and have something fun. Well, and I, w- I do want to point out, even in that, right? You you referenced Tolkien because of the walking mm-hmm. in both The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. They eventually ride the eagle. Yes, because even Tolkien was like, "No, nah, man, I got I, we we got to move faster." Forget <laughs> they get horses. Like yeah. that's the, that's like that would have been enough. Again, yeah. right? You change it up so it's I'm not walking everywhere because then that formula gets stale. Yeah, and it's like if and again, I'm only stri- speaking strictly because they wanted to emulate D and D, and it's like. I walked all over this land to to rebuild the boat so I could set sail. Oh yeah. And like huge plot point. Yeah. You need to build a boat and then they nuke it. Yeah. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like and, and, and if we look at it that way, right? Like mm-hmm. I've been looking at it as this is a borderlands game. You're looking at it as this is a D&D game, right? Right. So l- let me flip my perspective. I'd rage quit yeah. at the table right there. You just had me go on. And I mean, like two hours, I think I spent in the game running through, getting the boat, doing all the little side quests along the way. Mm-hmm. You just had me spend like in, in, in true D&D terms, you're, you're, that's not like just two hours of D&D that you're right there, you know, right. like depending on what you come across and how players are and everything. It, it could range from an hour to six hours to build this boat and right. all the components that you needed to get to it. To fucking nuke it and take it away from me. Like, I know that may sound terrible of me as a player, but e- even as a DM, I'm sitting here going like, where's the reward? Right, exactly. Like, I, I pushed you through this quest arc to do this. Where's the reward? That it's nothing but punishment. Exactly. 
all I've been doing for the last two hours of building this boat was for not. Yeah. Like I have nothing to show for it because you didn't want to give me this mode of transportation. So don't make me do that. You know, I mean, because like there is something to be said for pulling the the rug out from underneath your players when you're playing and you want to subvert expectations, but not in this sense. There's there's a difference between adding the sense of thrill and like making your players go, oh, my God, did that really just happen? And, you know, controlling them Mm -hmm. and like. I, I read a lot about this. Like I, I, I am DMing a campaign, you know this. I haven't DM'd a lot. I, I've I I try to do like I'm learning my own voice, right, in mm-hmm. this thing. But I, I read a lot and I, I listen to a lot and I, I pull from a lot of different things to kind of help me build my voice. And one of the things that I constantly hear is allow your players to do what they want. You know, Mm -hmm. like, don't give them unfeathered access. Right. But if you give them a quest and they need to travel from this town, right? We'll call it gobbledygook. And they need to go to, uh, you know, what's it? Right. Right. And along the way, they see a sign that says free beer at next inn located in whatever. Right. Right. And your entire party goes, free beer sounds good. Yeah. Like, let's let's go get some free beer. <laughs> and so they literally take a left fucking turn. And you're like, wait, wait guys, your, your quest is only like an hour's walk away. Like, And they're like, great. When we get back to this point, we only have an hour left to go. And it'll be a lot easier because we'll be drunk. Yeah. Right? What I felt like was the DM in this game went, well, fuck you. I nuked the tavern. You know, get free beer. Yeah. Go, go complete your yeah, quest. Keep going. And it's like, but where's my, my freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. And this is why I did bring up the element of an RPG. Like borderlands is not an RPG. So I thought it was going to be interesting how they made an RPG. And they didn't, they didn't No. They give you Borderlands with just a D&D themed skin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's well. And like an, a lot of the monsters are like, well, I fought these in every other D&D or every other Borderlands. Game. Yeah. <laughs> every single one. Well, of course, it's cheaper to reuse assets. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like you could have at least reskinned it. Mm-hmm. You know, thrown something else on it. I, I don't know. It just you controlled me too much. Because even the free world is paths. Mm-hmm. It's not an actual free right. open world. Paths <laughs> that you've blocked off with Cheetos <laughs> and cans and bottle caps. and Or and you have to go and get four purple dice and bring it to a shrine to unlock the path for whatever. whatever yeah. You know? like, and I think I think mine was glitched because I know for certain. So like one of the first shrines you come across like requires purple dice. And I, I could have swore that I did a dungeon and I was rewarded with one. And I thought that I had them all. And I went back there and it kept telling me that I didn't have the dice to put into the thing. Yeah. And I was just like like this is kind of what started it. I was like, well, I don't even I don't even care because 
I went into the thing nearby that supposedly had the the die in it, but now I can't use it. All right, well, just whatever. Like, well, and that's it. Like, there was a lot of, where's my? It's not compelling. You you focus too much on the humor. You didn't focus enough on why am I compelled to do this? You you killed Queen Butt Stallion. But outside of me going, oh my god, Butt Stallion died. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually feel compelled to chase down her murderer. <laughs> like, does that make me sound terrible? Because no. I, like I, you you just you put a storyline in front of me that I'm just like, well, Bright Hoof's gonna go into chaos. <laughs> Butt Stallion's dead. Let's go to the end. Let's go get free beer. Let's go get free beer. <laughs> Because like I just I just didn't care. Yeah. You didn't you didn't make me care. You made like the first Borderlands game, I wanted to unlock the vault as much as my character did. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to see what was inside the vault. Right? Yeah. I give zero fucks about the Dragon Lord. Yeah. Like I laughed when I was like, ha, that's Will Arnett. Mm. Oh, God, that, no, 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 no. That was the most amount of fucks that I gave about the Dragon Lord. Well, and, and for me, that that moved on to all the other everybody else. Like, yeah. I did, like, Valentine is all about, I just want to be the sexy stalwart hero of the land. Oh, have to fuck everything. And, like, literally, that fuck everything. Yeah, like, that's his only character trait. And mm-hmm. Frida is like, all I want is loot. And that's her only character trait. And... Um, they are one note. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even care about my party who, by the way, like never show up, never show up. So it doesn't even feel like, like if, if they were NPC characters and they we make, were a party, they make comments throughout your thing of telling you like, Oh, you should do this or, Oh, you should do that. Or, Oh, like do it this way. And they're always opposing. Right. Because mm. again, Valentine wants you to fuck it. And Frida wants you to rob it. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's it. That's that's, that's always it. that's always your choice. Yeah. Fuck it or rob it. <laughs> well, I got tired of fucking things. So I started robbing things. <laughs> but then I had too many things and I was pretty cold, so I started fucking things again. Like I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. They're not there. They're just they're the little devil angel devil on your shoulders, but you know, just in the sense of like rob it, fuck it, rob it, fuck it. Yeah. Like I don't care. Yeah, it didn't. So it didn't feel like a D and D party. It, it, like I said, it just it feels like another Borderlands game. Yeah, and and I just don't. I just don't have the stomach for the constant humor that they're spewing at me, and the lackluster. Story. I would have been okay with it if the story wasn't so lackluster. Yeah, like the humor. There were there were some of them where I'm like, huh, this is funny. Like I like this. I'm enjoying this. I'm I like the fact that I'm kind of playing through this little fantasy thing, right? Like I like it when you take things that I, I, this is a crazy thing, right? Games, books, movies been doing this for fucking years. You take things that I'm already familiar with, you incorporate them into your world with a nice little twist. Mm-hmm. I love it. One of the reason Take a shot. I like The Witcher (laughs) is because they took fairy tales and put a very dark twist on them. Mm -hmm. And but it was already it was already a story that I was familiar with, Mm -hmm. you know, and I enjoyed seeing the twist that was put on it. 
right? Or whatever. It may be the original. I don't I don't give a shit. I love seeing the different version, right? Yeah. Here, that just like the Smurfs, they took something that I was familiar with. They kind of put a twist on it, but it was just forced fed humor the entire time. And I'm like, I just don't care. The only reason why I'm actually completing this quest is because it happens to be on my way Mm -hmm. to completing the other main quest that I'm doing in this area. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have completed that quest. Yeah. There were straight up. Yeah. There were plenty of times like that first area before you get the boat. Like I ran around the whole map. I was checking all the dungeons I was going through. I was trying to cross the bridges. I was exploring everything. And then the second it was like, there's no more boat. There's no more ocean. You have to keep walking. I was like that all of that I've just been doing. That is just all that's going to happen. And I have over and over yeah. and over and, and over and over. I again. just foresee what's going to happen. And I don't just like you, I don't have the motivation to keep going because there's n- I don't feel anything for it. And that's it. Like, I'm not compelled by the story. I'm not compelled by the humor. I don't care about the characters. I don't care about the characters. I don't care about the world. I don't care about the guns. I, and now, like when you take away, like we previously discussed the loot aspect of where I'm like, the loot's not very good. I'm not getting good stuff. I don't care about my character class. You you crammed a bunch of shit into a game. And, like, we do hate these podcasts where we, we just bash on a game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a Borderlands game. Borderlands game. Sorry. It's a Borderlands game. And to that, it's still a Borderlands game. There's still fun to be had in it. If you like FPSs. This is awesome for you. Mm -hmm. If you like Borderlands humor, this is awesome for you. If you just want to run around a new world and shoot things in the face, this is awesome for you. If you don't care about anything that we're talking about, this is awesome. (laughs) Because if you do, if you're looking for that, this is not awesome for you. Like, I, I... I, I don't know what else to say, really. Like, that's it. It's... Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at, too, is like, even despite all the negative things that I've said, I and I mean, you and I talked about this recently where I was like, I've just come to the understanding that the Borderlands games are not for me. I've never really enjoyed them by myself. I've barely enjoyed them when I play them with other people. Yeah, they're just not for me. So I'm going to have a real negative con- you know, connection with this game. But don't like, but again, Jack, you were just saying, if you love Borderlands games, this is this is Borderlands. It's Borderlands with a, a stereotypical D&D style twist to it. Yeah. If you're looking for D&D, this is not for you. Yes. If you are expecting a compelling storyline like you would get in D&D, this is not for you. Like, even, even the Borderlands games, I feel like, had a more compelling storyline. Like... In the first game, I wanted to open up the vault. In the second game, I wanted to kill Jack. Mm-hmm. I wanted to shoot that motherfucker in the face so goddamn bad. Like, that was a villain. Mm. That was the villain. Perfect in every way. Sociable. Had his own purpose. Really enjoyed talking to you really made you want to kill him yeah (laughs) like he he was great like that's why i kind of laughed when you said your uncle was like have you discovered that borderlands 2 is the best game ever yet and i'm like 
the villain is Mm -hmm. the villain is amazing because of that like they did such a great job at making you want to kill him Mm -hmm. like that that alone would compel you through the game but there was a bunch of other stuff that made the game great yeah right borderlands 3 i did kind of fall off on because i'm like the storyline's not as good as the first and the second one i'm having a hard time being compelled to move forward like there was an overarching storyline but i I was kind of like i i'm I'm grasping here i can still do it but I'm, i'm grasping it's right at my fingertips yeah this one i'm like i where's i don't even see it I can't grab onto something that's not there. Mm. This is a money grab. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like to me. This is a money grab. I Because I just... There was nothing new. They didn't incorporate anything new. They used a lot of the old mechanics. They actually downgraded some of the mechanics Mm. for some of the aspects. Like, the multiplayer. Our mutual friends. They played it. And he was telling me, he's like, hey, have you and your your wife played the multiplayer? And I was like, no, not yet. We haven't been able to with all the stuff that's been going on in our lives and everything like that. Because, you know, having a kid, he's amazing. But whew. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, I was like, we just we just haven't had the time yet between all of the variety of different things. We both of us have not had an opportunity to sit down at the same time and go, let's play this. Yeah. And he's like, well, let me show you some of the shit, bro. And he was livid because they took away a lot of the mechanics. It's side by side, forced. You can't change it. So you lose a lot of the peripheral in the game. Which you need. Which you need in this game. Yeah. Um, And then the menu system, you don't, you're going through the guns. And when you could switch it to uh, top and bottom, you could see the stats on the guns. You don't get to see the stats on the guns. The only way to look at the stats on the guns is to go into the gun description. Mm. And then when you back out, it automatically kicks you to the top of the list again. So then you got to scroll all mm. the way back down. And like, it sounds like, oh, you're just nitpicking here. Those are annoyances that when you do them 20 million times to play side by side with your significant other, you're just kind of like, mm. yeah that take away from the enjoyment of the game when in the third one they fixed that issue why didn't you 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 fixed it Mm -hmm. why are we going backwards like i don't understand that Mm -hmm. you know and it was things like that where it was just like you didn't give us anything new you gave us a lot of old stuff some of it super old stuff Mm -hmm. like and then you want me to like be excited but you didn't do <laughs> anything like not trying to like bash against 2k games or anything like that but like that's that's where i kind of was like this just feels like a money grab i'm not compelled by the story you i i've met five-year-olds that have come up with better compelling D <laughs> stories you know yeah like even even if you want to go with a classic stereotypical D&D story, you could have done it in a lot better way that would have still made me feel compelled. Blowing up the ocean, not like a huge deal for me. It kind of sucked. I was looking forward to maybe some ship combat because part of what you're getting is weapons for the ship. Mm. 
right? But you took that away. Okay, whatever. Sucks. You threw in a little twist there. All right, it's D&D, whatever. But then you didn't give me anything new. Mm -hmm. It was just, here, have more walking. Well, it was, have more guns that aren't very good. Have another go kill five wolf pelts. Mm. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of that, too, where go kill 20 of this creature and bring me back their eyes. Mm. And it's like, I've never in my entire life ran a D&D campaign or played a D&D campaign where the DM went, this man and wife are cold. They require that you go to the nearest woods and kill 25 wolves to get 15 wolf pelts to keep them warm through the winter. Yeah. No. Save that for World of Warcraft. I'm going to... um. I'm going to bypass that couple. And when I'm heading on my way back through at the end of winter, I'm going to ransack their cottage (laughs) because I didn't get them the wolf pelts and they're going to freeze to death. They're going to be dead. (laughs) When I see them huddled in front of the fireplace for warmth, I'm going to point and laugh (laughs) because that is the dumbest fucking mechanic ever created. And I have never, have you ever played seriously in real life at a tabletop (laughs) Have you ever had a DM tell you, go collect something and bring it back to me in great quantities? Not a, like, in order to save the town, we need this precious gem that's right. held by this lich. Like, No. The closest that I have gotten is when as a campaign that I ran for total, like, every party member was new, had never played D&D before. I, I was like, their very first thing is going to just be... Um, kind of comical. Okay. And so they did get the please clear the 10 rats from my cellar. Okay, you did the rats. I did because first of all, they were new and they were video game players. So I'm like, they can correlate. They'll under- relate to they'll it. They'll relate to it. And it'll be fun to have a stereotypical starter mission, but it was never grind. It literally was like, you you just need to go into the basement. You need to fight 10 rats. Like, that's it. But it's so... Introduction it, to combat. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. One on one. Exactly. There are rats. If you blow up the fucking basement. Then you blow up the bill. Oh, well, this is what this guy, you know, it's like you get a druid, you get a barbarian and you get a a wizard and you send them into your basement to clear out 10 rats. Don't be surprised when they completely blow all your stuff up. Right. But that's it. To answer your question, never a collect 10 of these. Or, but that's what I mean. Like, but in this all the fucking time. And I was like, I get it. That's in video games. We see a lot of it classically in video games. And if you're putting it in there as a gag, Maybe once. Well, and and you poke kind of fun at it. Yeah. But the 12th time and you poke kind of fun. I'm like, it's not funny anymore, yo. And they've done it since the first one. The first one, there's a whole quest that's like, go into this area and get five of these berries. And you got to walk in the big old circle and get the berries and then come back out. You know, and it's like, can we not evolve? Like... Like, there's nothing like that in, well, just, I'm just going to say the division, right? Yeah, there is yeah. no go to this area and kill people to get five of these things or 10 of these Off things. Off of their bodies. Yeah, at, at least not that I remember. And I'm pretty sure that would have stuck out to me. I don't remember that either, so. Because 
you know, all of that is uh, that is a lot of just go here and shoot all the people here. Yeah. And that's how you get your stuff. And to me, that's a good looter shooter is like, I just just I just want to go. I want to just kill a bunch of people. And but they're trying to add the RPG element yeah. into it. And they always have been. And that's where I'm like, but you're not. You're not an RPG. Having me collect items I've never done in an actual RPG. Mm. Right. Mm. Like if we're basing video games off of their tabletop counterparts, I've never done that on a tabletop. Like never. No, this isn't fucking candy land. Yeah. I'm not just trying to get to the end. I want to do some shit. Yeah. Like, but like, I don't, I, I like, I'm literally at a loss for words because I'm just <laughs> at the end of the day. Right. Like, we haven't evolved past that. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you were trying to say, right? Like we haven't moved past go collect this many things. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, where does that compel me? Why do I care? You can, you can give me this whole monologue about, Oh my God, my family's starving and we're going to die and da, 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 da. But like, Okay, I put myself in the role of the hero, and I'm a hero, and I want to be a hero, and I want to save the townsfolk, so I don't want this family to starve and die. But why do I have to kill 20 of them to only get five items? Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. Do they not all have kidneys? (laughs) Like, oh shit, this wolf, it was fucked up. It was living, but it didn't have a stomach. (laughs) I don't know why. Didn't have a pelt. Yeah, exactly. Right. Collect five pelts. Why did I kill this one and not get a pelt? Like, do I not know how to skin it properly? <laughs> oh, well, then I, I'll tell you. Me and me and uh, my uh, friend from my childhood, He, uh, we would always talk about, like, why is it that when you would kill a wolf, they would drop a longsword? Yeah. <laughs> like, where the fuck was he holding it? Right. <laughs> like, was it just, like, skewered through his body? Because then why did why did he have whole health? Yeah. Like, it only should have been half a wolf. Like, what the fuck? Right. The logistics don't make sense. God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, like, but just in this, there was, it was just that. It was even the small stuff, the small little side quests that you would get. I'm like, I'm not. It's not funny enough for me to try and pursue it to see where the humor pays off at the end. It's not compelling enough to where I'm like, oh, my God, I actually give a fuck about this place. So mm-hmm. Let me go go and do it. Like, you gave me an entire world. You gave me a realm. You you didn't give me a story. So I don't give a fuck about anything that happens in this thing. You filled it full of humor that's only funny 10% of the time because you filled it with so many different types of humor to try and not alienate any one type of humor that it just felt so overloaded and forced that even when you hit on a note that was my type of humor, I was just kind of like, huh. And then we moved on. Like that, that was it. So I don't know. I, it's not a game I'd pick up and play through again. Yeah. Not a game that Chris even finished. It's it, uh, yeah. I just I I I don't know, man. Like that's where I'm at. That's that's all I got to say on this. Like, if you like Borderlands, you're gonna love the game. It's not. It's it's actually not a terrible, terrible, terrible game. It just I don't know. Maybe I outgrew this kind of stuff, or just they they kind of phoned it in on this one. I do feel like they kind of phoned it in on this one quite a bit, and that's where I just I'm upset about it. <laughs> like because you made me pay money to phone it in well 
Like I could have done better things with a phone and my money. Yeah. Like, like I, and I'm, and I'm the exact same way. Like this did not resonate with me at all. I probably will not pick it up and play it anymore. Um, I understand where its appeal will be for people who love the Borderlands series because it does, it's just more Borderlands, but with a quasi semi D and D skin to it, but it's really just Borderlands in a more mythical setting, I guess I could say. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I, like I said, it wasn't for me, but I can acknowledge that. And I'm sure other people are loving it. So let us know what you thought by going to our Facebook page. You can go ahead and comment on the episode. You can also go to our Podbean and you can go to the episode there and you can comment there. You can also write us to our email address at no tokens required at hotmail.com, all one word, no spaces. And you can send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. Let us know what you thought about it. And then, of course, the other thing that we always like to promote. If you want to help us keep the lights on, we do have a Patreon that has been updated, as as most of you know, because of stuff that we have going on in our lives. And due to we want to make sure that you guys have the quality, even if it sacrifices the quantity, we have gone to an episode every other week. And therefore, we have changed the prices of our Patreon. It is now one, two and five dollars donations. And again, any donation that is sent to us is greatly appreciated and it helps us keep the flickering lights on. Because right now the ghost is not happy that we're here. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you all so much. And we will uh, guess you catch you next time on the next episode. So I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until then, game, game on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in the no part of this podcast will be used in any way without written authorization from your